Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 9th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shemitha Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Millions of people in the U.S. could lose crucial benefits in just a matter of days if Congress cannot agree on a stimulus plan. For months now, one of the big holdups has been the question of whether businesses should be protected from lawsuits. The Washington Post explains the phrase that we keep hearing, liability shields. Republicans have argued that businesses need protections from a possible wave of federal lawsuits over COVID-19-related health concerns. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been pushing this for months. He says many businesses won't survive costly litigation. Yesterday, he signaled he might be willing to hold off on liability protections if Democrats make some major concessions. Also yesterday, the White House offered its own version of a plan that included liability shields but cut unemployment benefits. Democrats say the ability to sue gives workers power to take action if their workplaces are not safe. Legal advocates explain courts can balance corporate power. They also claim during the pandemic, federal job safety regulators are taking a pro-business approach. And remember, even when employees can sue, it's not easy to win cases like these. Right. And here's the other thing. Republicans have said a wave of lawsuits is coming. But according to The Washington Post, at least so far, that hasn't really happened. Only a couple hundred lawsuits have been filed related to COVID-19. And that's just a tiny fraction of the overall personal injury and wrongful death lawsuits filed against companies. Shemita, in the COVID suits that have been filed, there are stories like Gerardo Gutierrez. He was 70 years old and a father of four, and he used to work at a Florida grocery store. Back in March, as the virus was spreading, he asked his boss at the store if he could wear a face covering. According to his family's lawsuit, the boss said no. Gutierrez soon contracted COVID. He ended up dying alone in hospital. The question holding up Congress is, should families like the Gutierrez have the right to sue, the right to fight their case in court? One hundred million coronavirus vaccinations in a hundred days. That's President-elect Joe Biden's promise to you. He's saying during his first few months in office, the government will encourage people to wear masks. It'll administer a hundred million shots and reopen most schools. Here's Biden at an event in Wilmington, Delaware yesterday. This will be the most efficient mass vaccination plan in U.S. history. I credit everyone who's gotten up to we've has gotten us up to this point. This is a big week for vaccines. On Tuesday, the UK administered the first doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Tomorrow, an advisory group in the United States will vote on whether to recommend that the FDA give the Pfizer vaccine emergency authorization. And the federal government is promising that every state and territory will receive the first shipment of the vaccine within 24 hours of FDA approval. But ultimately, vaccine logistics come down to individual states. Mm-hmm. They'll be the ones in charge of actually administering these vaccines to healthcare workers, the elderly, and eventually you and me. So your access to a vaccine could be very different from someone a couple states away. USA Today recently conducted a survey of health officials in every state and territory and breaks down the various plans in action right now. For example, two-thirds of Kentucky's vaccines will go to people who live or work in long-term care facilities, 
and one-third will go to hospital workers in COVID units. In Indiana, the top priority group includes non-traditional health care providers, people like hospital chaplains, midwives, and doulas. And in Tennessee, healthcare workers who are 65 and older are at the very top of the list. Timelines are also going to be different. A New Jersey Health Department official estimates by April or May of 2021, everyone who wants a vaccine will be able to get one. In the meantime, Pennsylvania officials are estimating it'll be well into the summer before that's the case there. This is going to cost individual states a lot of money. Maryland alone will need to spend $136 million on staffing the distribution effort. And state officials tell USA Today they just don't have those kinds of resources ready. But so far, the CDC has set aside just $200 million for all states to share to get the job done, plus some additional funding from the CARES Act. Public health officials say it's just not enough. Something kind of remarkable happened yesterday in the world of European soccer. Players on both teams walked off the field, or the pitch as they say over there, just 13 minutes into the game. This effectively ended the game. CBS Sports breaks down what happened. This was a match between France's PSG and Turkey's Bishakshahir. Just a few minutes into play, one of the officials was caught on TV talking about the Turkish coach Pierre Weibo, who's from Cameroon referring to him as, quote, the black one. One of the star players on the Bashak Shahir team, named Ba, can be heard on TV arguing with the official. When you mention him a white guy, you never say this white guy. You say this guy. So why when you mention him, listen to me. Why when you mention a black guy, you have to say this black guy. Bashak Shahir players were furious and they said they wouldn't return to the pitch as long as the official remained in the game. PSG ultimately joined their protest, and they all walked off. And they are, yeah, leaving the field of play. And now the Paris players will follow suit. European soccer has a long and sordid history with racism. It's something the Union of European Football Associations, also known as UEFA, has tried to address. It's issued penalties for racist behavior from fans, and recently it ran a No to Racism campaign. UEFA says they'll investigate this incident. The match will continue today with a different official. As we get close to the end of the year, this might be the time for your annual performance review. Take a deep breath, calm down, because 2020 has not been a normal year for any of us. The Wall Street Journal reports... A lot of companies are changing the nature and focus of these annual check-ins. Whether you usually dread performance reviews or, I don't know, maybe you look forward to this yearly dose of tough love, (laughs) one HR consultant told the journal that this year, a lot of bosses are just trying to show some empathy instead. This consultant said many bosses are using the time that they would usually be giving feedback or maybe criticism to just check in, to give a pat on the back maybe instead of holding feet to the fire. Because, let's face it, it's been challenging for all of us, including managers. One manager told the journal, When bosses tweaked how they handled mid-year performance reviews, it saved them 20 hours of work on average. Another said flexibility was key, and that with all the depressing news this year, anybody who's still showing up to work each day and trying their best, well, that alone deserves a pretty high rating. 
You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.